0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Unpopular Truth Podcast. I'm Carrie.
1: I'm Ronnie.
2: And I'm Ellis.
0: And we would like to welcome you here if you are stopping by for the first time. Uh, This humble little podcast basically talks about um, theologic topics from time to time. Sometimes we talk about uh, things that we see on social media that are twisted truths or half-truths, and we try to kind of clean it up a little bit, and we are always trying to uh, use scripture to unpack ideas and topics and stuff.
2: Lots of stuff. I kind
0: of lost where I was going with that. Lots and lots of stuff. Yeah. So um, also, if you're new here, so me and Ronnie are married. We are. And Ellis is our younger son.
2: I'm a broke college student.
0: Yes, he is. And then...
1: I think you have more money than (laughs) I do. There's no way.
0: We also have uh, Matt, our producer, is normally on the podcast. He's not on this episode um, just because of scheduling stuff. And then we sometimes have other people on the podcast. We've had some friends come on.
1: We're going to have to drag Owen in on this. On on Yeah, we have an older son.
0: Uh, named Owen. Um, but we have different people on the podcast, so um, you kind of never know what you're going to get. So I just wanted to do like a quick little reintro, intro uh, just in case this is your first time here. Welcome. We are happy to have you.
1: So what are we talking about today?
0: Well, today, I think we're going to talk about the Lord's Supper. So well, maybe
1: we need to prep that I normally walk in on this podcast right. because I'm well I don't think I've really I've only heard one podcast <laughs> and we've done a few here so you you brought me into this <laughs> uh, actually yeah. not even knowing what a podcast was right? so I um, thought it would be more interesting if I'd come unprepared so most yeah if not all the podcast I come in Not really knowing what we're discussing before we discuss it. Yeah. Well you always want to be
0: you always wanna have a really authentic conversation. So you never want to plan or prep ahead.
1: Correct. Yes. And then you and Ellis kind of
2: We prepare. You prepare. Yeah.
0: We do. We try to prepare which you need
1: to if you're doing anything from a biblical stance.
0: Yeah, just to kind of keep the conversation going. Ellis and I will normally kind of go over a few talking points. Um, we probably need to do more than we do.
1: Well, and and I think that the the people that are listening need to know. I'm coming in with no perceived notion. I'm going to basically go off the fly on what I'm yeah saying. So, all
0: yeah. right. So it's a it's a quick commentary from you. <laughs>
1: quick and witty. <laughs> quick and simple. And short,
0: yeah, which is which Very is good. Very so, short. So, um, yeah, so that kind of, like I said, it's just a quick kind of reintroduction of who we are, why we're doing this, um, okay. in case we have some some new, new listeners. New which, listeners.
1: So what? Um, hope we do. Why are we talking about this?
0: Well, I thought maybe we could talk about it for a few minutes because we had um, some of the college students over at our house for an event.
1: Just about 40.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this past week. And um, they decided that they wanted to take communion together as a group, which I thought was a great idea. Um, it's a really cool thing, if you've never done that, uh, in the home setting with a group to take the Lord's Supper. Outside
1: the, the church walls. Yeah,
0: because it's just a sweet, sweet fellowship, and um, it's a sweet time. It's kind of less churchy that's not a word I want to use it's less official is not the word I want to use traditional either. it's le- yeah maybe less traditional I don't know maybe, I just think it's maybe kind less of a organized neat, or yeah, maybe, more
1: free-flowing
0: yes maybe more free-flowing that's a nice. good description so anyway um we did observe the Lord's Supper together um, in our home at this uh, college age gathering and so afterwards, uh, we had a lot of comments about just that. I didn't have any comments. Well, we had some comments from the kids, actually, um, that <laughs> you, they they may have come to
1: you to talk to you. Yeah,
0: yeah, that they had never um, heard the scriptures that we read. They had never heard those particular scriptures read, and that they didn't really know that there was uh, a specific purpose for the Lord's Supper. And that there is a specific way in which you are supposed to observe the Lord's Supper. And I don't mean um, like an organized way, but a spiritual way. There's some instructions biblically for your spiritual attitude when you are taking the Lord's Supper.
2: And a mental attitude.
0: Yes, and your thoughts in that as well. So I thought, so because we had some of those comments and questions, I thought maybe we need to just talk about communion and what it is and what the Bible says about it. Especially, um, you know, towards the holidays, we have holidays coming up and maybe people will be traveling and attending different congregations that are not their usual congregation. So people might have questions if they need to take the Lord's Supper or if they should take the Lord's Supper with a different body of believers. Um, So I just thought, yeah, so I just thought we would kind of kick it around and um, answer some questions and maybe get a better understanding because I think the Lord's Supper is more important in a body of believers than maybe we think.
2: Definitely. You agree with that, Ellis? Yes, for sure.
0: Yeah, so and I know a lot of congregations do it differently. Some pe- some congregations observe communion every week. Some congregations don't observe it every week. Some, you know, I guess some people think you should. Some people think you shouldn't. I don't know. There's just seeming to be a lot of opinions swirling around um, this topic that's pretty clearly outlined in Scripture. Yeah. So. so let's dive in. Okay, Ellis, do you want to start, or you want me to start, or?
2: Um, have you, got you can start. Good? You can start.
0: Okay, so let's just talk about first um, what the Lord's Supper is. So I think
1: some crackers and some good grape <laughs> juice. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So good I think snack on a Sunday morning.
0: Snacks. Just enough um, to get
1: stuck in your teeth and not enough to wash it
0: down. Exactly. So I think. I, people call it different things. I mean, you could call it communion or the Lord's Supper. Um, Ellis, can you think of something else that people call it?
2: Other than that, I don't know.
0: So um, it's based off of Jesus' example in the Upper Room. Um, mm-hmm. The Upper Room Discourse um, is a pretty famous uh, text from the Bible where Jesus... Institutes this ordinance um, that is supposed to be um, part of every single body of believers. So that's what it is.
2: What's the passage for that? Do you know off the top of your head that if they want to go and read the actual? Um,
0: one. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go off of First Corinthians chapter eleven is what I'm gonna go off of. Okay. But you mean. The actual narrative. Yes. 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 And I, Ellis, did not look up that scripture.
2: Okay. I will find it. Okay. But just continue, and I will let you know what I find.
0: Okay. So um, I'm going to read in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. I'm going to start in verse 23, and this is uh, Paul's letter to the church at Corinth. If you don't know anything about the book of 1 Corinthians, it's a great book to study because these people were so confused? Is that a a word? (laughs) It is a word. Is that the word you want to use? I wonder if that's the best description of this church. They just had so many misgivings about what they were supposed to be doing as a body of believers. And so Paul writes this letter um, to, to correct them. And they have problems with church discipline. They have problems with taking the Lord's Supper, they have problems with spiritual gifts, they just they just have gotten so <laughs> sideways <laughs> with the things that they were taught, and so they were taught correctly, they just got sideways with it over time, so Paul writes this letter to correct some of those things inside this church, and um, one of the main things that he talks about is how they are observing Communion or the Lord's Supper. So,
2: yeah. So, yeah, the first quote unquote Lord's Supper that we see mm-hmm. or the upper room yeah. meal yeah. that you're referring to um, is in Luke 22, 14 through 23.
0: Okay. So, perfect. If you want to go read that scripture, that's the actual narrative in the Gospel of Luke um, about Jesus instituting this in the upper room i'm going to read from first corinthians again where paul he's going to talk about this and so he's going to talk about this here we go first corinthians chapter 11 verse 23 he says for i have received from the lord that which i also delivered to you that the lord jesus in the night on which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. I'm going to stop there just so we can talk about kind of what, so what the Lord's Supper is. It's basically a sign of the new covenant yes i'm glad you (laughs) 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 agree so this is this is really important if you if you kind of think through scripture in terms of covenant theology you'll kind of separate the old testament which is the old covenant and the New Testament, which is New Covenant. And so this is actually the sign of the New Covenant that Jesus says, when you participate in the Lord's Supper, you are demonstrating the sign of the New Covenant. Yes. Does that and, make sense?
2: And it's like baptism. It right. does not, Yeah, it doesn't save you. Right. Um It's more, More or less, like you said, it's like an outward action that can be seen visibly of something that we couldn't see because, of course, it happened before we were on the earth, and it is something that we should observe and know and acknowledge and remember.
0: Right. So he talks about the cup and the bread. So there's two elements in the Lord's Supper. It's the cup, which symbolizes Jesus' blood, and the bread, which symbolizes his body. Correct. <laughs> Correct. I, feel like, I, know, I feel like we're kind of just <laughs> There's the not, not we're really, all in agreement. Not really yeah. a comment
2: to be made on that. That's, right. That is what the Lord's Supper, like the physical elements of the Lord's Supper right. are.
0: So in those verses that I just read, he talks about... Observing the Lord's Supper, but he doesn't specifically say how often. Does everybody see that? Correct. In the text? (laughs) I'm so glad that everyone agrees with, with me. Correct. So he says, in verse 26, he said, For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. That's verse 26. So actually there's no qualifier for how often we should do it and i find that interesting because i know that um there's a lot of discussion around that and some debate actually yes around.
1: i'm going to agree with that because i'll bring up my my past so i dated a girl that her oh, yeah. church it was every week right and they used to make fun of the fact that of course the church i grew up in oh we only did it quarterly quarterly <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you if you grew Every up. Every <laughs> quarter, we would do it. And they would say, you know, see, you're not. They would have the same comment that I would have with them is, y- you don't do it enough so it doesn't matter. And I would say, well, y'all do it so much that it doesn't matter. So, right. So we had the same argument. Yeah. When we should have been really discussing the fact of, of – where was your heart mm-hmm. every time that you did it? Right. Where Where was your heart when you did it every week? Where was my heart every quarter?
0: Right. That's interesting. Yeah. Because, and I think it, as we go along in this text, we're going to see that maybe the church at Corinth should have been doing it more frequently. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they should have observed it correctly less frequently yes cuz as we go along in the text we're going to we're going to see why paul tells them to observe the supper and he corrects some of their mistakes in observing the supper so you know swirling around the lord's supper in christian circles is often is always how often like, that's the way I've grown up, too. Mm-hmm. I've grown up with people.
1: Yeah, like how, how planned should it be?
0: Exactly. Like, should you do it every week? Should you do it once a quarter? Should you do it twice a year? Should you do it, you know, anytime? I mean, sometimes, you know, should you do it in your own home? Just you and the Lord. How about that question? Are there Are there times when you should observe the Lord's Supper alone?
2: there's a time for everything says that in Ecclesiastes. Well, so that's true. I think that the answer to that is yes.
0: Yeah. That's interesting.
2: Cause like Ronnie said before, I mean it, what are your, that's dad. what's your heart? That's dad to you. <laughs> what's your, what's your heart? What's the position yeah. of your heart when yeah. you do this? So if you have the correct position of your heart, which we will talk about right. soon, yeah. then you can do it alone. Because you're in the correct state of heart and mind right. to, to do it correctly and to do it in a way that glorifies God, regardless of if anybody sees it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, let's, let's read on because I, th- I, I think the conversation will make more sense as we uh, follow Paul here. So in verse 27 of the same chapter, Paul says, Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner, shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. For a man must examine himself, and in so doing he is to eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks, eats and drinks judgment to himself if he does not judge the body rightly. So Paul actually says something here. Well, he says a couple of things. The first thing he says is that we can actually observe the Lord's Supper incorrectly which is a huge point because you're probably gonna ask yourself okay how could I eat a piece of bread and drink some juice incorrectly yeah so, it's very
2: it's very hard to to hear that because yeah. it it makes you think about all the little things that you've done and think oh, did I do those incorrectly? <laughs> you know, yeah. like the, like the little things that most people would be like, oh, it's just a little thing that we do at church. Exactly. Like, did I do that incorrectly? Because the Lord's supper can be done incorrectly. Like for, from a worldly standpoint, like you said, you're literally eating a, a cracker and drinking a little sip of grape juice. How can you, how can, can you how can you do that wrong? Yeah. Like, unless you spill it, which I've definitely, <laughs> done. Um, we have which we definitely. Have done, we have <laughs> definitely spilled it, but I spilled multiple at once. It's, <laughs> it's like a record, but I mean, from a worldly standpoint, the only way you could really mess it up is just by spilling it, and right. even at that point, it's not that big of a deal. You just grab another just one and do it. No, you know,
1: everybody one. in that row just laughs at you. Yeah,
2: exactly. That the only the only thing that happens wrong is you get a little bit embarrassed or humiliated, and that's pretty much it.
0: Okay, so here's the backstory on that. So, in our congregation, we observe the Lord's Supper on Christmas Eve, and There we were dressed up like I had the boys. They were little, and I had them, of course, dressed identically because it's Christmas Eve. That's what we do here in the South. I was
1: not dressed identically.
0: Exactly, and so they were very small, and our uh, church passed the cups in this big tray, and you were supposed to pass the tray and, of course, get your cup, and so in my attempt to juggle two toddlers and the tray of the cups. The juice. I spilt pretty much all over the whole tray.
1: Pretty much the whole yeah in the middle
0: of the the beautiful ambient Christmas Eve candlelit service. Hey
1: but we didn't drop the lighted Oh, it was hilarious.
0: We yeah. It was so funny. And then
2: years later, I did the exact same thing. Oh my gosh. Ten Passed later, the tray and dropped like three or four just, cups. Oh, so. I remember that too. Yeah, yeah. right on my pants. <laughs> Wasn't the best picture.
1: Well, apparently, Was we a, don't do very well with the exactly. Lord's supper. Maybe we, we should don't own no, we, 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 we don't.
2: We <laughs> don't do well with passing things. No, we don't. We do fine with taking the Lord's supper. It's the passing the that really gets us oh from my one gosh, person that's to the next.
0: So funny. So let's so. <laughs> okay, so let's look at um, ha, so what Paul says about taking it the correct way. So he says, I've "A never...
1: Man, Heard this before in until we discuss this, you know. Oh, okay. and, I mean, I've heard it before, but it was it's never been discussed from the pulpit. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't ever remember anyone discussing well, this from the pulpit. I have heard this, yes. Yeah, but I've never really heard this from the pulpit beforehand. So, so go ahead, sorry. I just so, wanted to throw that. Yeah. In.
0: So in verse twenty eight, Paul says, But a man must examine himself and in so doing he is to eat of the bread and drink of the cup. So we see a qualifier here when we take communion or when we take the Lord's Supper we are supposed to do something along with that. And Paul says that we are to examine ourselves. So before Right. So the next question is what what does Paul mean by that? Mm-hmm. Examine ourselves. So um in another passage of scripture, Paul says, Paul talks a lot about self-examination and self-reflection. But um, one of the verses that I always fall back on is that Paul says you need to examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. So, so he talks about this quite frequently, but he actually uses this right here as a qualifier for communion. Mm-hmm. To examine ourselves. So, okay, wh- what does that mean?
2: Uh, for me it's always seeing all the sin that I've committed almost not in a way of like a Catholic confession thing like well you know last time I was here I did this and you know right. since then I've done this this and that right. not in that way but but the sin that God lays on my heart in that moment mm-hmm. to to lay that down at his feet and say this, this is what you're you're pressing me with, this is what Mm -hmm. the Holy spirit is pressing me with. So I'm giving it to you and saying, right. I, I can't, I can't save myself from it, but you can save me from it. So it's more of a, a self-examination of what does God want to basically break down in my heart that I'm struggling with, that he knows that I might not fully realize and then say, you know, I'm repenting of this sin because this is obviously what you want me to do because you've pressed it on my heart right? and then turn from that. Yeah.
0: So if we look at, at the two qualifiers together, right? So in verse 25, Paul says, when you do this, remember me. He says that that's what Jesus said. So when you take the bread and the cup, remember me. And then Paul says, now you must examine yourselves so for me um, Ellis it's kind of the same thing like when I remember Jesus dying on the cross and I remember that event um, the cross for me it always just holds up kind of a mirror and so um, what it does is it <laughs> it kind of puts me in my place so to speak yeah um, so I remember, that um, Jesus died for my sin because I am a sinner. Mm-hmm. So when I remember the cross and then I examine myself, those two things together, I- I'm like you. It always just brings up um, that I that I am a sinner, and then the Holy Spirit will always bring to my mind unrepentant sin. Yes, so something that I am uh, if I'm harboring unforgiven forgiveness or Um, if I just have some sort of sin that I am kind of coddling and sort of dragging along with me instead of uh, cutting it out, like scripture says, instead of killing it off.
2: And like you said, the, the cross of Christ is what we are supposed to be remembering in this moment. Yeah. Because the symbolizing is Christ's body and his blood. Right. So the direct, like picture that he is giving us is the cross Mm -hmm. and the cross should always show Christ's glory. And it should also show our fallen world Yep, because that's the whole point. He was there is because of sin. Right. So if it doesn't do those two things, when you think of the cross, then your mind and your heart is not in the correct state. Right. Because that's, that's the only, that's really the only two things that the cross of Christ should bring, should to, bring mind. to mind right. is, oh my goodness, you know, Christ's power and his glory and his mercy and his grace. And then it should be, woe is me. Woe is
0: me. Yes. F-
2: because of my unclean lips I'm and my unclean, and unclean eyes unclean and my unclean ears. Right. Instead of, you know, oh, this is the Lord's supper. Eat my cracker, drink my juice. Can I go on now?
0: Okay. See, that's my question. That's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if... um. Somewhere along the way, um, the church has moved from that purpose of communion being purging the church of sin because we are to remember and then Mm self-examine, and of course it will always bring up sin. If we've moved from that to... A celebration, if you will, of, hey, Jesus died for me, and I'm going to heaven, and that's what I'm supposed to remember, as I take this communion. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I'm kind of wondering, and I'm wondering that because the other night when we took the Lord's supper with the um, college age ministry, um, I had a you know had several kids. Come to me and say, I had no idea that I was supposed to self-reflect and self-examine while I was taking the Lord's Supper. I just thought that I was supposed to take the Lord's Supper because I have accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I need to
1: remember that.
2: And I need to remember that. Like baptism. I need to remember that. It's because everyone relates baptism and the Lord's Supper together. They do. And they combine them to say, this is an act you do to show your salvation,
0: to demonstrate that and, you are saved.
2: And just like Ronnie said, you know, Dad, <laughs> it's more, some people view it as more of a, a remembrance of their own salvation, their own salvation. Well, even, rather even than many the cross. Say that. Yes. And, and, and it's
1: not a bad way to say it because it is in remembrance.
2: Yes. But, but the remembrance of your salvation should point directly to the cross of Christ. And like I said before, straight sure. to right. the, the purging. That's, it, that's where it all comes back to. That's where it all narrows down to. Yeah. But it's like you said earlier, the, the reason that I would only imagine that we have veered away from this is because it is not directly and blatantly preached from the pulpit. Like when you have a, a young new Christian that is thinking, you know, I'm finally going to get to take the Lord's supper. Like, this is amazing. Like you get the excitement and the joy. And then the pastor stands up there and says, think about your salvation. Mm. The young Christian is going to think, God, it was, it was two weeks ago. You know, it was amazing. You know, I felt all this joy, but they're not going to sit there and think, you know, I'm thinking about the cross of Christ and I'm thinking about my sin sin that put him on the cross and my unrepentant sin that I am. If I'm in the right heart and mind, I'm now feeling because the Holy Spirit is working inside me because I'm saved. So it all it stems back to the cross, but it also stems back to the the straight up blatant preaching from the pulpit because if we veer away from that and mm-hmm. and we become more vague and more more soft with it, yes. then then Christ probably is not fully glorified. Ooh. because we're now becoming from like theology of Christ to more of a meology, right? Because we're thinking of our salvation rather than the cross of Christ. When we're it- supposed to be purging ourselves of our sin, we're thinking of. What did I do last week when I got saved?
0: Right. And that's always the struggle is the theology versus meology. That's the constant, constant struggle, I think. it. Well, it is for me. It's just I've constantly got to reorient myself to less about me, more about yes. me. All you the know, time. Yeah, John 3.30, you know. So, um, yeah, that's. That's interesting. I mean, Ellis, that was really good. So um, Paul goes on in this same uh, text. We're going to just continue because he talks about maybe some consequences of not observing Mm -hmm. the Lord's Supper correctly. So uh, he says in verse 28, he says, A man must examine himself. I know I've already read this. And in so doing, he is to eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks, eats and drinks judgment to himself if he does not judge the body rightly. Now, that verse is talking not about the body of believers, but his own body. He is supposed to judge himself rightly. For this reason, many among you are weak and sick. Sleep. So, so Paul says that because they are, in fact, not observing the Lord's Supper correctly, as prescribed by Jesus— that they are experiencing illness and death. <laughs>
2: that's,
0: that's pretty rough. I know. That's pretty so, rough. And I, know, I know, and that's another thing that um, I think that we need to think about is the seriousness of the heart attitude that we need to have when we come to the Lord's table Is is it's, you know, Paul, I mean, Paul says it's extremely serious. So we probably need to give it a little more reverence um, than we do.
1: So I have to ask, so you think it's more reverence that we're all standing in our house, passing the tray around, everybody's kind of just mingled together and some sitting, some standing, or is it more... Is it is it better to be in a church where you have suits and ties on, and you have the cloth over it, and the preacher and the deacons fold up the cloth and they put it to the side, and you know it's very very just sterile.
0: Yeah, I'm and I'm with Ellis. I I think that it needs to be observed. Um, I think the reverence comes from the time that's given to it mm-hmm. to self-reflect. Yep. Uh, that's, that's what I think because. Um, oh, you know, I'm, I, I'm good
1: with that. I just was wanting to throw that. Yeah,
0: I have taken the Lord's Supper um, uh, several times in my own just individual experience where, um, you know, it was faster than a drive through. Oh, yeah. It, it was awfully quick. For sure, like it, and and I think um, that's what this text just makes this text beautiful is the picture that you get from Paul's writing that he is saying, um, you know, the Lord's Supper maybe should not look like it looks in our Western civilization churches where we all sit forward facing, um, we pass the preacher says a verse or two, we take it, uh, the preacher says another verse or two, we take another element of it, and then we leave and...
2: We sing a song and we We sing a song and we go
0: about our day. I think that it would be super cool um, for a body of believers to dedicate perhaps an entire worship service to the Lord's Supper. Um, And like... Ellis was saying before, explain the Lord's Supper from the pulpit that we are doing this to purge sin from Christ's bride Mm -hmm. because we are to be presented spotless. We are to be preparing ourselves to be standing before him as a chaste bride. And I think it would be so cool to take as much time as needed for the body of believers to self-examine, self-reflect. You know, maybe, like I said, if you are harboring unforgiveness against a brother or sister in Christ, you should not take the Lord's Supper until you forgive, Mm -hmm. until you surrender that. Mm -hmm. And how awesome would it be to be sitting in a body of believers and instead of... Everyone being just forward-facing, passing something. If you would see believers going to one another, extending forgiveness or asking for forgiveness or, you know, really reflecting. I mean, in prayer, repenting of sin for as long as it takes. Yeah, wouldn't that that would be? It would be that'd awesome. Be cool.
1: It would be awesome.
0: I know. I mean that that that's something to think about. So I think. I so, think, I think Ronnie, so I think Ronnie. So the order of
1: the I know uh, service. But I think bit. I'm just messing with you.
0: And but I think just like okay, so I do think that's why the sound some,
1: man would be just freaked out about probably that. so.
0: But I think that's why um, the Lord's supper might lend itself better in smaller gatherings mm-hmm. like you said in in homes, in small groups maybe maybe it's better suited.
1: So in your you know connect group, Sunday school class life your group whatever you call life it group your, yeah yeah
0: maybe I don't know I'm what mm-hmm. do y'all think? I mean
2: I'm, it's definitely easier to give everyone an ample amount of time. To fully purge the sin. Yeah. Rather than a, a church service with
0: when you're in a time 600, constraint yeah. six
2: hundred people and, you know, I still got a message to preach, we gotta sing another song and right. you know, we gotta be out of here at a certain time because I got another service to go yeah. preach in and so, you know, we got two minutes to, to purge this sin. Right. So you better make it quick, kind of thing. Yeah. Just because there's so many people, you can't, you can't give almost special treatment to, oh, to, to that particular spot. And even certain people that, that desire to take more time to repent of their yeah. sin and to, to fully lay it down at the feet of God rather than in a massive church service where they sit there for about 30 seconds to a minute yeah. And then we start taking elements. Right. And for some people that's not even enough to to come before God cuz yeah. I know people who when they pray they acknowledge God and who he is yeah. before they even start to repent or right. to ask of anything. So so that time restraint would be hard for them.
1: Yeah. So it takes longer to pass it out than it does to recognize mm-hmm. and discuss it.
2: For sure. Which is another thing to, to think about. Yeah.
1: The, that's, that, yeah,
2: the amount of value that you're placing on purging the sin of the church when
0: oh my the time gosh, the Ellis. time that it
2: takes to pass it out rather than the time that you're giving to repent of sin Ooh. is is on that, a teeter totter and it's, and, it's right. and one's really high and one's really low.
0: Wow. That's that's awesome. To think yeah. about um okay we'll finish this text really quick and then ellis i know you haven't you have another text that i do okay. yeah i do okay you can go ahead
2: okay so my text is first corinthians 10 16 through 18 um and it says the cup of blessing that we bless is not a participation in the blood of christ it's a question that paul is asking mm-hmm. the people he says, the bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread, who we are many are one body, for we all partake of the one bread. Mm. Consider the people of Israel are not those who eat the sacrifices participants in the altar. Ooh. So this verse, he is he is talking about the communion and the, the Lord's Supper. Right. And he's talking about the participation we have in the Lord's Supper and mainly the spiritual participation rather than the physical. Right. And he's saying, you know, of course we're supposed to do it physically. We're supposed to remember we're supposed to acknowledge, but we're also supposed to participate in it. And this participation that he's talking about is in that death that Christ experienced. Right. We are supposed to participate in the death. Just like he says, Take up your take up your cross daily and follow me. Yes. So he is literally telling us to participate in the carrying of our cross, and as Paul says, participate even in the death.
0: Right. Yeah. Because I love- we were
2: supposed to lay down we lay down the desires of the flesh and pick up the desires of the spirit. So we were supposed to put ourselves to death.
0: Right. The sin.
2: So the sin to death. Yeah. And that's the participation that we have in the Lord's supper that separates it from a believer and a non-believer because this, without this, the participation, it's like, you're just eating. Yeah. It's like in this article that I, that I read, you know, John Piper, he says, if the devil could put on flesh and do everything other than this spiritual aspect, he could, and it would mean absolutely nothing. Nothing. Just like an unbeliever could eat the cracker and yeah. drink the juice and remember Christ's death, sure. because it historically happened. Sure, it it means nothing because the no, the the spiritual yeah. participation with the death of Christ is not there.
0: Right, and I I love because you and I were talking about this earlier, but um, the verse in the upper room where Jesus says this is my body broken for you. Mm -hmm. So some translations don't have the word broken. Some translations just say, this is my body, which is for you. So um, I've actually heard some pastors, you know, say that Jesus is talking about the cross because his body was broken, but we know that no bone of -hmm. Jesus was broken because that fulfilled prophecy. Um, They didn't have to break any bones. So when he says, this is my body Broken for you, or this is my body, which is for you. He's talking about the sharing because mm. he breaks the bread and shares it around the table. And that's what, so that's it's what exactly says, what you yeah. said. We are sharers in mm-hmm. Christ's crucifixion, in His sufferings. Yeah, um, we, we are sharers in that, and, so, and in, in the resurrection, resurrection as well. Yeah, yeah. so we we're and, sharers, and it's a beautiful picture, actually you know that's another thing about the lord's table about communion it's a beautiful picture of that it's a family sharing the yeah. elements of the blood and the body so that that really is the the yeah pretty part of it and the the fellowship that it that it represents yeah. it's just like a family sitting around a table eating a meal so yeah that's that's really cool yeah
2: and just like you you said it's the it's the sharing of the one bread and that's what he says in verse 17 mm-hmm. there is one bread who yeah. we who are many are one body for we all partake of the one bread so yeah. the emphansi- the emphasis on the one bread like yeah. that's and it's the one bread split and shared right and like you said broken for them it was unleavened bread so it probably did break yeah So he's saying, this is my body. Some translations say like given to you, for you, broken for you. Right. But it it was one given to many. To many. To be shared.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's so pretty. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully this kind of clears up any sort of questions kind of swirling around about.
1: Maybe not even cleared up, just something that you've not. Realize, yeah, maybe realize, something that you've of. not been taught. Yeah. Well, for years I thought it was just a remembrance of mm-hmm. the crucifixion, right? And Jesus, what he did, but really nothing about me.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm.
1: The only thing about me was is that I get to go to heaven. Yeah. That was it. Right. So. So for years, that's all it was. It wasn't about you know, reflecting on mm-hmm. why he had to die. Die.
0: Yeah. It's, Not because
1: of everyone else, but because of me.
0: Yeah, that's pretty powerful. And I think um, just knowing, like a lot of times we just don't have information, like you said, Ronnie, that we just, we don't have the information. So once we go to scripture and we see, Oh okay, there's a there's a purpose for taking communion. There is a prescribed way to take communion. There is a you know specific reason for the Lord's Supper to cleanse the church, to purge that sin so that we are constantly um, repenting and, falling on our face before God.
1: And more and more unified as a body.
0: Yes, and mm-hmm. we are more, not only unified as a body, but more healthy.
1: Healthy, yeah.
0: Healthy. We have to be a healthy body of believers, and if we're not addressing the sin within our midst and purging it correctly by this, this is the prescribed way right here. And so if we're not doing that, we're not, as healthy as we could be and so we're not fulfilling the greater purpose of the church.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean there's For nothing sure. there's Correct. nothing more there's <laughs> nothing more to say on that yeah. one. Yeah. So Correct. so maybe
0: um <laughs> so maybe just by our increased awareness of this, it will help us the next time that we are somewhere where you know that we observe the Lord's Supper and we take communion. So that's the whole point of this: is that we have more knowledge, more scriptural knowledge, so that you know God's <laughs> plans and His purposes will be fulfilled in us. So that, because we know that that's what we're supposed to do when we take the Lord's Supper. Yes. Long pause. Correct, Ellis. You need to hit one. Of- <laughs> one of the <laughs> one audio of the sound buttons effects. one of the, sound, one of the effects. sound effects when you you could do the crickets right there but um yeah that was so anybody else got anything else you got anything we need to add or i think we hit it all don't
1: no, think we hit it all
2: okay all right if you have right. any questions please DM us on Instagram at unpopular truth podcast yep. or message us on our website yep. at www.unpopulartruthpodcast.com. All
0: right.
2: Thank see you y'all. for listening. We'll see you guys we'll next see time. Later.